ain't gonna give up Got too little time, I'ma live up Head down, push forward through the tough times Cause anything we're doing is a tough climb Hey there demons, it's Aussie Girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Millennials, what's up with that? We're going to get into everyone's favorite emotional punching bag that people also like to shit upon. Yes, the- Verbally, not physically. I would hope not. I mean, you never know. I'm sure some people out there, given the chance, just might. Want to be a little toilet for someone else? I- I meant the shit-er would be more excited than the shit-e. I- mm, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, millennials, those of us who are said to have ruined the economy, the world, we've ruined napkins, timeshares, automobiles, you name it, it's our fault, whatever. <laughs> the, the ultimate of gaslighting. <laughs> and- uh, we are, I guess, what you would call elder millennials at this point. No, well, I, I think all of millennials are just elderly, but we're still on the young end of millennial. Uh, emotionally, I am an elder millennial. That's fair. Maybe phys- physically, sometimes when I move, I'm like, I can't move too quick. <laughs> There's lots of pops. <laughs> I tried to get out of bed yesterday morning. And- I immediately went on the floor with my foam roller because my back hurt. Have you ever (laughs) done the thing where you're kind of like bent over doing something and then you go to like straighten yourself up from 90 degrees and you're like, oh man, got to do this slowly. Got to put my hand spread apart on my lower back. Like (laughs) The amount of old lady noises I make getting up from places And I'm constantly made fun of by older people. It's like, you can't be doing that. Listen, my body is so broken (laughs) from so many years of of sports and lifting and, you know, I'm sure probably poor nutrition. Like, just let me live. I'm doing my best. It it would probably be summarized in at least our collective experience, you and me. It's... Whatchamacallit, body broken, ass fat, <laughs> mentally ill. <laughs> I can live with that. I can live with that as my motto. Yeah, vibes dastardly. <laughs> vibes on fleek. Vibes on fleek. <laughs> the spooky vibes or the um, crippling vibes. It's the goblin vibes, let's be real. Yeah, it's it's all the go. That's what we can blame it on. Ooh, just being goblins, goblins. ruined. Th- yeah, goblins ruined this economy. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess how would you summarize the millennial experience nowadays? Oh fuck. Can that be my summary? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> just that statement, it's so much to unpack because Even, let's start from the financial piece. Mm -hmm. So, back in the day, it (laughs) used to be that one person could work and still sustain a family of four, including themselves, Mm -hmm. or at least much more easily. You might still have to cut corners and, you know, uh, be... I mean, I, I believe in financial literacy and being financially 
responsible anyway, but mm-hmm. there was more give there. Sure. And the times currently are such that the cost of things, shrinkflation, inflation, all of that stuff are going up in some places very steeply mm-hmm. and quickly, while the salary or the income is not nearly keeping up with the cost of living. Oh, God, yeah. Wasn't it someone did the numbers and the amount that a minimum wage worker was making in, I think, 1970 nowadays would be, what was it, like $28, $32 an hour? Wow. Yeah, that that's a dream, honestly, if you can get that nowadays, because I have looked in postings in different states just out of curiosity, kind of mm-hmm. to see where things are at. And mind you, some of these places weren't even rural. They were considered urban mm-hmm. for where they were located. And one job, nine bucks an hour. And I'm like, this has to be oh, some God. kind of joke. Like 10 years ago, when I was working my first job, I was getting 10 bucks an hour. And at the time, that was considered above minimum wage 10 yeah. years ago. And you're telling me that Y'all are out here still paying people $9 an hour. It's disgusting. I, it's just, it, you hear it all the time that people don't want to work anymore. And it is such a cop-out bullshit saying. Fuck that. Because people do. We have to. We live in, I say a capitalist society. This is no longer just capitalism. This is late-stage capitalism. Like, money is mm. everything to survive. Money is God. It really is, which is awful. But so you have to pay people enough then to keep up with this economy. And you're not. You want to cut corners. I think CEOs have made, what is it, like 300 times the amount over the years than their employees. And yet, (laughs) like... (laughs) I mean, how how many times have you read about... And I get it, like, to be a CEO, it takes a certain kind of person, a certain kind of mindset, and not everyone can be a CEO, a manager, any kind of leadership position, right? Sure. And I'm sure you've had your share of experiences where you have a boss, a supervisor, director, whatever, that you know damn well they should not be there. Oh, yeah. they don't know how to work with people, don't know how to manage the space, etc. Mm-hmm. But I've read about this one CEO who... I don't know, fired, like, 50 employees, but then, meanwhile, gave herself, like, a really big, fat bonus. Oh, my God. And I I don't know. How can you justify, like, oh, there's not enough money? Or, I don't know, like, even during the pandemic, I know folks whose companies made more in the company's history during the course of the pandemic than prior and since... Mm -hmm. And that was the year that the company said, you know what? We're not giving bonuses. Yeah. What is that? What is that? It's greed. It's just straight greed. It's it's people who are too afraid of losing anything, so they just end up taking everything. Yeah. And for the people that use the excuse, well, the bubble's going to pop. No. The bubble's been going to pop for how many years now? Mm. you just never know it, it's an oscillating there's it's, an ebb and flow there there is and like one of the other sayings like it's a little rhyme i don't know if younger generations might have heard it but it's like 
My boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Oh, yeah, I love that. Especially the one with, like, the Elmo toy on the toilet doing the, like... Right, but... The wiggle. But we're at a point where it's like, my boss makes a $1,000, I make a penny. Why am I even showing up to work? Like, that's where we're at. Right, and if you're a man compared to a woman's salary, much more so. It's just... There's so much bullshit happening socially that I'm I am truly worried that we're going to get to a point where women won't be allowed to work again. Is it just for the discrepancies in pay or is it for folks who do want to have families? Can you elaborate more on that? Right. So I there is a lot happening that Women are not allowed to make choices for themselves, of themselves, by themselves. Mm -hmm. And I am worried that we're going to fall further and further back into, okay, I can't make choices about my body. Now I can't open a credit card without my husband's consent. Now I can't Mm -hmm. have my own bank account. Now I can't work. Like, I'm just, people are saying that it won't happen. It won't happen. Well, the first step did happen. The next step might be happening. Like, that's where I'm kind of coming from. Yeah, like basically feudal society, like not only are we kind of an indentured servitude to our employers, Mm -hmm. but also to the very ties that bind us, our intimate ties, whether that's with family, a significant other, and so forth. Right. So it's just, it's, ooh, I get so angry about it, because then you get dude broads with neck beards on podcasts saying why don't people go outside and spend more money and i'm like because i don't have the fucking money dude i would spend money if i had money i promise you i am slightly materialistic i would like to go get my nails done or my hair done or get a new couch or mm-hmm. i would like to buy a fucking house but it's not gonna happen in the next 10 years and that's yeah. just realistic you have unrealistic expectations of us thinking that we can just do everything you did, but we can't because what you did was not sustainable. Right, or you have people who are living way outside their means and the lifestyle that they're holding just doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. spending what they don't have, I don't know, to to give the impression of being a certain way, of having a certain status. Mm. And then the consumerist piece where... We buy things so unnecessarily because it's like, oh, it's retail therapy. It's impulse shopping. I think you can still like to buy stuff. Like, I like to get things. Sure. And I want to make purchases, like, consciously. Like, do I really need this? Will this fit in my space? Do I have enough money to get it? But then on the secondary piece, it's like, yeah, none of these things are aligning. And also, it's like, why am I buying it? Because I'm bored? Because hopelessness what is it what's what's the purpose here right i know it's just there's there's the saying of the vanishing middle class and nothing is truer there there is almost Mm. no middle class anymore yeah and like if we had one people who want to be in a middle class kind of situation are are seen as the greedy ones because they want more money than they and some people think they should have and it's like no, that's that's a realistic number there. Like, this is a realistic kind of lifestyle I want to have that we had for for years before. Mm-hmm. But now we can't because 
it's it's just getting more and more polarized and it's it's awful. Yeah. And we're not saying like living to excess, just like basic needs with a little bit to save, but also a little bit extra spending money because it's like, yeah, what's the point of making money if you're not going to spend it on experiences, on something, on travel, whatever it is, right? Maybe you're a uh, splurge area is uh, good food or something like that. Like, everyone has something different. Right. But I can tell you, as someone who grew up a poor mm-hmm. and then kind of went into low middle class and is back to being a poor, um, <laughs> y- you know, especially having people who always had everything at their disposal who were upper middle class, if not higher than that, yeah, preach to me about discrepancies and, like, you know all these things like social injustices shut up shut up (laughs) yeah i it's it's like what was that what's that i don't remember where the reference is from but when that person needs to go grocery shopping and they're like how much is a banana do you need ten dollars oh from arrested development that's what it was (laughs) yeah yeah. i think of that a lot and then i also think of um schitt's creek a lot the tv show oh is that the one the ew david yeah ew david No, but it, it's so true. Or it's like the Kardashians, right? When um, the momager and the big-lipped one go to um, a freaking grocery store, and it's like this novel experience, like walking into a zoo. Yeah. You know, and they're treating it like this whole big excursion, which is like, it's so surreal, you know, that like, yeah, most of us do these things on our own we don't have people who we pay to go and do this for us yeah let's go look at the common people let's go to walmart fuck off all right yeah yeah and it can be said that for even the same class people that could be a source of entertainment of people watching oh absolutely (laughs) because walmart is its own bubble those of you who know you know (laughs) especially in a rural walmart we were alive when what was like walmartpeople.com was a thing oh people of walmart people of walmart that's what it was yeah that's the first time i saw (laughs) people use and not just once but multiple times multiple posts of people using maxi pads like sticking the maxi pads to their feet to use as shoes (laughs) and like i think of men who think that like women stick the pads right to themselves Which as opposed to the wild i know but it's so funny it's like the same dude that doesn't know that there's such a thing as a clitoris or you know they're like it's multiple holes and you're like well what does that mean right I- anywho <laughs> i think i think it's kind of funny also with this whole idea that millennials are killing off things when it comes Ugh. to again just like material items mm-hmm. it's like well those aren't necessary though like they were they're not needed like decorative napkins or like i said timeshares or like we are so focused on just making sure that we can survive and then maybe have a few nice things in the house right versus a second third car or a yacht or like yeah, the millennials are killing the yacht industry. It shouldn't have existed in the first place. What do you mean? <laughs> right, right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, my uh, nice Gundam display or something <laughs> like that. Maybe for some people that's what they have, you know, like Bionicles or Furbies or Funkos. Uh, it's all we got. And then, you know, my, and then people complain like, oh, well, you're not having kids. Oh. Well, one, 
you don't need a child, especially as a woman, to show like this is ultimate womanhood, having a child. I think that's really dope that women's bodies can sure uh, produce, like grow a little human and give birth to it. And I was thinking about this earlier today when people are like, oh, stop being a pussy. I'm just like, you know what? What can a dick do? A dick shrivels into itself when it's hit, when when it's it's cold. cold. (laughs) And meanwhile, the vulva and vagina expand to accommodate a human. Mm -hmm. Get wrecked, penises. Useless. (laughs) Like, you can break your dick. You can. You can. You can. So what? What? What are they really serving? <laughs> I don't know, girl. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I. Mm. But no, I. The whole kids' argument is so frustrating. It's so irritating because with what money? With what resources? With what support? How are people supposed to have children in a society where once a baby is born? They don't care. No one cares. No one cares. Or forcing people who don't have the means to care for this child, even if the child would be loved and wanted, Mm -hmm. that they would still be uh, unable to provide all conditions necessary for a child to thrive. Right. It's. I think having kids is is a wonderful thing for people who want to do it. I I say... Mm -hmm. Have at it if you know that you, like, if that's what you want to do, I would never stand in the way of someone doing that. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I could never see myself having a child. And it has been various reasons throughout time and space. The number one throughout everything, though, is just I don't want to. Never felt the need, the desire, the the excitement of having my own kid. I've never felt it, never wanted it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people have known me that my whole life and have known that I have never changed that stance to this day would still say to my face, well, maybe what? Maybe when you're older or how are you going to live when you're older? Who's going to take care of you? Who's taking care of you, bitch? I yeah, seen your, kids your kids don't kids owe you anything. <laughs> right. It's like your kids are not beholden to you. No, no, or like, and you can do the best job that you can, but it doesn't mean that your kid is going to turn out how you want them to. Right. If you're not prepared to have a kid who is neurodivergent or or has like a chromosomal addictions. disorder or addictions or is, God forbid, gay, like, then you're just an be- asshole. <laughs> right. But you shouldn't be having children then. Like, if you cannot accept the fact that they are going to be their own person with their own thoughts opinions and desires then you are not mature and ready enough for reproduction yeah or my favorite thing is like because more often than not it's the woman that wants to have the child right but then there are men that want a child but it's just to say oh well i have a child it's not like they're not the ones spending time with this child they're not the ones uh giving birth to this child it's just like the novelty of like, oh, I have a kid, but then I'm totally not involved. I I think it can go both ways for that, because I know some women who have kids just to have them. Oh, really? Can you tell more about, like, is it to kind of try to keep the relationship together? Is it just because that was, quote unquote, expected of them? 
I think it's a little of everything, and I think it's also they have them so that they won't be lonely. That is so messed up. It, yeah. Like, it's not a pet or something like that. I, mm, I'm aware. I don't think they are. I think that there's a vast, there's a, a group of people who just, they have kids because they think that that's what they need to be doing. And on top of that, they have it so that they're not going to be lonely. That's like very mommy dearest. Like, you wouldn't do that to your father. You wouldn't say that to your mother. Like, that is messed up. What kind of gaslighting toxicity, like, is that? I I don't know. I just, I I do know of, of men who have had kids. They have children that they only use it to say that they have them. But I also know plenty of women as well who just have kids to say that they have them. And they make that their whole personality. And then it's just like... Okay, and but do you care about them? Do you know who they are? Do you talk to them? No? What's the point? I think I've told you of, like, well-to-do families that I know that they have between two to four kids, and then every child has a nanny. What the fuck? And one of the parents doesn't even work, so it's not like they don't have the time (sighs) to spend time with their children, but then they really don't. Yeah. Or the parents. And I've seen this with moms. I don't know why it is, um, because women get enough flack. Like, no matter what they do, they're a bad mom. Whereas if dad spends one day, quote unquote, babysitting his his kids, it's like dad of the year because the bar Mm -hmm. is so low. But the women, I've noticed that openly walk around like, I'm a boy mom. And they have a girl, but they don't support the girl. Or it's like the guy who's so displeased that he has yet another daughter as opposed to a boy where he could push all his manliness onto. I feel like that's a very... And especially, I think, when you said well-to-do families, but anywhere, really, is this idea that a man leaves the legacy. That's barf in my mouth. I know. and But it's this idea that, you know, you're carrying on the family bloodline and... Some bloodlines should end. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I am not saying you're wrong there, fam, but... (laughs) (laughs) I think that that is what is encouraging or or pulling some of these people to have children, and then they don't care. They just pass them off to a nanny. It's like, well, I did my duty. I had it. Now I don't care. And it's like, that's... Yeah. (laughs) Alistair III has been born... (laughs) We're going to keep on going. I know. I I just think that that's sad. I think that if you you want to have a family, then you have a family. And that is wonderful and beautiful. But then just this idea that if you're just doing something out of this idea that you have to. Mm. And you have no desire, though, to do it. It's mm-hmm. just sad to me. Because now you've got another person who's going to grow up depressed and anxious because they think they did something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Because kids can pick up on that. Like we've mentioned multiple times, kids are so much smarter and perceptive than people give them credit for, particularly adults, Mm -hmm. that they're not just like simple little creatures who it's like the attention span of a squirrel. Truly, that's not it. They're much more than that. And their own sentient beings. Mm -hmm. But so much gets pushed onto them. And I think like even things like Uh, genetic trauma and so forth that's a thing like you i don't want kids for various reasons medical and whatnot Mm -hmm. and i think kids are great 
and parenthood is one of the most difficult undertakings you can have. But truly, there's so many things in place that it's like it's just not feasible, much less if you would love for your kids to have a chance at like higher ed. Right. And things like that, you know, at least in my cultural framework, and I'm not saying that this is the case for all American families that I knew, but like, for so many of them, it's like at 18, you were cut off. And it's like, that person is that young person is just starting to find themselves. Mm -hmm. And at this crucial juncture, you're kind of leaving them to sink or swim. Mm -hmm. Also, so I don't know, there's just so many things that I'm like, I'm okay being the one who sugars up your kids lets them run amok, and then gives them back to you all in one piece, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we stick with, if we go back with finances, the amount that daycare costs for one kid is... A good quality daycare. A good quality daycare where you know your kid's not going to get hurt or poisoned or stabbed and actually taught something, like how to say the ABCs. Yeah, and is with good people, not bullied. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's... One of my sister's was telling me that I think having her two kids and they were toddlers, it was like $1,200 a month and it was part-time. Get out. I, what? And this wasn't, you know, uh, what was it? Like La Petite Academy. This was just like a normal <laughs> daycare and it was still so expensive. And there- I- like, even think about, like, preschool programs. Most of them are half-day, like, a.m. and p.m. sessions. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do a full day, you have to pay tuition, even if it's a public school. Right. And that costs a lot. It really does. If you do not have some kind of sub- support system. I mean, for me growing up, I did pre-K. So I did, I did preschool. And the mm-hmm. teacher was one of my aunts. And I went to preschool for... <laughs> For three years. I went I, two years because I didn't know English. Well, I mine was uh my parents were tired of having me at the house because I was bored. <laughs> and I was two years old and my mom said, Do you want to go to to preschool with your aunt and, and learn and like go to school with the kids? And I said yes. And I was potty trained and potty trained within the week. And I because <laughs> I I knew. I knew how to go to the bathroom. I just didn't care. But now that I had a goal, I was like, bitch, I know how to go to the bathroom on my own. I was in preschool. <laughs> Since I, I was at two, I started when I was two years old, three years old, four years old. And then when I was five, I went on to kindergarten. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then like, those were only half days. And so outside of that time, I was at my grandparents' house because both of my parents were working. Yeah, yeah. But this is a small town kind of situation. People don't have that kind of support system everywhere. Mm -hmm. That is not a normal occurrence across America. Right. And so, yeah, I was able to have that because of the circumstances. But there are so many kids who were probably just as smart and as ready to get out of the house as I was, and they just didn't have the chance. And it doesn't mean that they were any less than I was. They just Mm -hmm. didn't have the opportunity. But that immediately affects, like, do you go on to education? Do you go on to college? Do you go on to your master's or PhD? Like, these building blocks start early. They really do. And I know some countries and some states, even in the U.S., like where we did our grad school program, they 
preschool and I think kindergarten weren't mandatory. I believe they had the option to enroll their child in first grade at six. Yeah. So, you know, that's yet like another layer. But like, what's the home life like? What exposure do they have? Are they adequately stimulated? It's it's heartbreaking. It's so frustrating to know that we're in this society that pressurizes this ideal of having two, three, four kids to carry on this bloodline. But then once you have them, you're fucked. This idea of any kind of support yes. for for daycare or for anything really is just it's seen as needy and whiny and you're not trying hard enough it's like are you fucking kidding me right and then women still take on most of the child rearing duties anyway they're the ones that are more likely to take off work to say with a sick child Mm -hmm. to take time off work once the baby is born Mm -hmm. what do you do you just flounder you struggle yes truly I'm so content having my pets. Yeah. And yeah, that could be an expenditure too when there's like, you know, emergency trips to the vet or anything. But in all honesty, I wouldn't change anything because I know still having the cost of my pets Mm -hmm. is so much significantly lower than the cost of like a little human child. (laughs) No, what I want more than anything is a homestead. I want my own. Yes. And I think that that is such a fun and kind of odd turn that we have taken as a society. And I think that this is another kind of millennial thing where it's like more and more we're getting more and more frustrated with this idea of expectations mm-hmm. that we're just going, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do this myself. I'm going to get on YouTube. I'm going to find out how to grow plants, how to raise chickens or quail or pigs or cows or whatever. And I'm just going to do this myself and I'm going to work with other people and we're just going to trade for all the things that we need. Yeah, yeah. And for the people that are like, oh, yeah, well, what about those people that recently died because they tried to live off the grid and only watch YouTube videos? I mean, obviously, you take precautions. Obviously, you make sure financially you're sound and like ready and able bodied and everything like that. But I don't know. I think something about slow living sounds so Mm -hmm. appealing for so many reasons. And fulfilling, too. Self-sustaining. So many things. I would say to the people that are, you know, all these people are dying. Do you know our rates of hypertension in America? Mm. Do you know our rates of heart attack due to stress Mm -hmm. in America? The amount of esophageal cancer that we have or stomach ulcers due to stress. It's the same fucking shit. You can't stand on or sit on some kind of high horse that's made out of springs and bobbed wire (laughs) and act like your version of stress and death is better than a slow living oh i accidentally fucked up and i ate something wrong or i didn't pasteurize something correctly or whatever Mm -hmm. like everything's gonna come with the risks but what is more self-fulfilling right and that could be different for anyone but i think that there's a growing number of people who are like no, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with trying to hustle, hustle culture, and I just want to live. Yeah, the the boss babe thing, particularly for women, is, I don't know, so exhausting. It's like we already have to fight to prove ourselves more worthy of claiming a space and taking up space as it is 
much less, you know, hustling this hard, like, ladies, go out and slay, <laughs> bleh, all that stuff. I don't know. Sometimes it just makes me nauseous hearing about this. Like, I love it. Stay on your grind. But also, like, don't kill yourself doing this to try to s- prove a point. There is there's some places. So, you know, my husband and I have been house hunting because we do. That's what we want to do. We want to find a place to live. Mm-hmm. And there's some areas that are within an hour of where we live now and they're selling these houses for you know 425k which is a lot however they're sitting on 42 acres oh the all that comes with the house cost all of it comes with the house oh shit so i'm just like all right i see you i'm listening (laughs) yeah like is the house kind of an old rundown trailer that needs to be either replaced or taken out and put a new one in sure but this is 42 acres of land yeah i'm fucking in yo do y'all want a roommate (laughs) yes i've told i have told like at least four of my other friends it's like hey so we don't have to go halvesies or anything but do you want to just come out and live in the (laughs) in the middle of nowhere with us (laughs) like this is a commune this is our cult dream coming together but in a more wholesome (laughs) manner with no brainwashing involved it really is. I'm peace, I'm, love, <laughs> fellowship for everybody. Like we can do, we can do weekend game nights and and bonfires and have cows and and everything. Like I'm just yeah, screaming so, into the woods. But yeah, together, naked with the full moon, I'm here. It's yeah, not a, it's not a commune. It's a it's yeah, a girlies. Commune. Let's bring back dancing naked in a circle. Yeah, it's. I'm just, I think that that's where, I'm cool if that's where society's heading. Yeah, no, I I think that's like a future that I can get behind, truly. (laughs) But, I mean, it's just so many things. We talk about, you know, the kids, the house, financial stability, but then like the job happiness and fulfillment piece. There's so many ways that you can find fulfillment and i think it's important to have work that you love but let's face it most of us either are not in the field we studied for it doesn't (laughs) turn out to be what you thought it was going to be or you're just doing the job just to survive because it's the only job that was available right and i i think there's nothing wrong with that it's no we are all just trying to survive but it is i also believe that everyone should be allowed to vent a little about how fucked up that is Oh, truly, truly. Gosh, if, like, I think the ideal is, like, being self-employed, doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. Man, what a dream. I was, I heard somewhere that, like, individuals who are like us, who are neurodivergent, the best work that you can do is work from home because you have a pattern in place, you have a schedule in place, mm-hmm. and you have... You can create a space that uh, you are allowed to focus in however that looks like to you. Because for me, I have a kneeling rocking chair for my desk seat. And Mm -hmm. I there are some days that I will be rocking and singing and like wiggling for a good five (laughs) minutes because I just need that release to Mm -hmm. then sit back down and do an hour of, of good work, like good quality work. But I know I can't do that in the office. Yeah. Gosh, like, at my office space, I had a standing desk. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how to sit right. I have, like, 
the standing desk, one of those big office chairs, you know, the like puffy kind, but then also the smaller table with two chairs. And I would rotate around the office. Like every day you would find me sitting someplace different. Some days I would be squatting on my chair like a vulture. Absolutely. Sometimes at the standing desk, standing, other times sitting, like, but I never knew how to sit right, if that makes sense. Yeah. I've never, I mean, I'm sitting kind of awkwardly right now on my couch with one leg up and one leg down, and, but they're, like, my, my, my rocking chair, I turned it around this last Friday and sat backwards on it, because there's a little bar on the back, and I put my feet on the bar. Come on, reverse cowgirl. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what that was. <laughs> I I know, I know. I just had to say something wildly inappropriate because impulsive brain. <laughs> I love you still. But it's <laughs> it's just I there are ADHD chairs out there yes. that have like a second kind of shelf where you can sit and cross like it. But they're what? Seven hundred dollars? I can't afford that shit. Have you seen the ones where it's like a stool? But then, like, the little shelf is so close, so it looks like you're sitting on a squatty potty. Yeah. Yeah, so I I like those, like, ergonomic, like, the rocking chair chairs that you have. Yeah. Um, how, like, I need a- I have, like, a little stool bench situation, because it allows me to sit, like, crisscross, it allows me to do, like, the mermaid sit, the normal sit, like- the straddle sit, so I have options. Your girl has options. Yeah, I... You can never argue that I'm too ladylike when it comes to sitting, because I... <laughs> Letting my beans out all day. I don't even have balls, and yet I sit like I have them. I... There is not a... There's not a picture of me as a child sitting prim and proper. Uh, it has always been flopped somewhere and i am in the most (laughs) uncomfortable looking position and yet i have a smile on my face because it's great i am able to noodle my body however i need to yeah there's a very cozy looking corpse in the house (laughs) yeah so it's that's just life with with adhd and trying to find work and not look like an absolute psychopath Girl, I was fully okay with that. Like, I would be talking to colleagues, and I would be doing that, like, my legs would be apart like this, like, pyramid stance, and then just rocking back and forth. Oh, my God. Like, looking them dead in the eye, but doing the rock. So, I, are you, do you do anything with your hands, or do you just rock? When talking to people, it was just the rock, but when I'm by myself, like, crocheting or like something i need to occupy my hands okay because i that's my release is i rock i'll stand and i'll rock from side to side or Mm -hmm. if i'm sitting i'll rock forwards to back and Mm -hmm. it's just i've always done that i've literally always done that and i didn't realize other people didn't do it until it got called out (laughs) and i was like oh i'm sorry i didn't realize i was distracting you yeah sorry not sorry get used to it Because I think people don't appreciate that either. Like, yeah, just because you can sit like a stone doesn't mean that other people can. Like, with my clinical training, I had to and I could do that. But then I would be exhausted after a long day of sitting like a stone. Girl, it's I have to mask my facial expressions when I am aware that I have to mask them because I will not tell you you're a fucking idiot, but my face will tell you. 
you're a fucking idiot. Are you sitting and there I, like... No, it's more like a like a full face scrunch, like, really? That Were looks you like you're farting. As a child? <laughs> like, you don't know if it's, <laughs> if it's going to be a shard or not. <laughs> I just, I can't. I get a very just scrunched, disgusted look on my face most of the time. <laughs> but so I, I, again, I'll get home and I'm just, I'm dead. Mm. I'm exhausted because I can't release or or be myself sometimes in professional settings like fuck off (laughs) right what even is professional like what i see people doing or how they treat people and talk to people i'm like that's not professional Mm. you think you're a leader but you're not a leader you think you're being professional but you don't act the part you can dress it you can have the title but it doesn't mean that what you're doing is right Mm mm-hmm i I just don't know what to tell you there. Like, it's- our squirrel lizard brains are in a better state, <laughs> truly, <laughs> to be a good leader with balance. Mm-hmm. We have coping strategies. We have mechanisms that allow us to still do our work. Yeah. I. It's, it's like some people that confuse professionalism with fakeness where... Yes. I would rather just say to an individual hey if i start rocking it's just how i how i think this is just how i talk to people and if someone can't respect that then that's to me that's not professional Mm. like professionalism to me is just respecting a different like someone's difference right and i now no one's gonna come out and just say like hey i'm i'm sure there's some things where it's like that's not that's no longer accommodation that's just Maybe we can hold off on that piece. <laughs> or like the time blindness people. I'm like, no, manage your time better. Right. So it's it's frustrating, but that's just how society runs. And so we have to do this. Right. But if someone's saying, hey, if I, like, I can't look you in the eye when we're talking. Okay, cool. You don't have to. Or I rock while I'm talking. Okay, cool. Or sometimes I just need to take a breath because I forget to breathe. Yeah. That's fair. I do Mm -hmm. do that too. Yeah. But this idea that you have to be masked 100% to be professional is just rude to me. Yeah, it's it's inauthentic. And because (laughs) to me, the professionalism piece is such a spectrum of Mm -hmm. not only looking the part, but also acting the part. And that's both in your actions, but in your words too. Mm -hmm. Because... What's that saying? I only know the end of it. It's like people remember how you made them feel. Oh, yeah. It's like people don't remember how you looked. They remember how you feel, how you made them feel. Yeah, Something yeah. Effect. And it's like not to say that uh, that absolves you from producing good work and in a timely manner and things like that. But sometimes your way of getting there might be a little different. As far as I'm concerned, if you meet the deadlines, are getting along with myself and others are being part of the team and supporting, then Mm -hmm. what's the issue here? Right. I think that's something that millennials are getting right. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that it's something that our age group, our demographic is, is we still understand that things need to get done Mm -hmm. and they need to get done well and they need to get done on time. Yeah. But we are way more understanding of, you need something flexible like this accommodation helps you get that done in time on time in a in a good manner 
great, we'll do it immediately. No questions asked. Yeah, but also, like, life happens. Right. I get if, like, you know, there are a few bad apples that spoil it and take advantage of that fact. But, Mm -hmm. gosh, like, I knew someone, something with their spine. It was something Mm -hmm. with their spine where they couldn't feel their leg. And, of course, they weren't able to produce their work around that time because they literally literally were in so much pain. They couldn't feel their leg. And they got chewed out for that. When I did my flying elbow smash on myself earlier in the summer, like, I couldn't feel my arm. Yeah. You know? And I said, I need to go to urgent care and was told, well, you can just work from home. And this was on a weekend also. So I'm like, this isn't my usual working time anyway. I don't know what you're telling me instead of saying, yeah, do what you have to do because I don't expect any sympathy from my higher ups. It's, yeah, just work from home. No, I'm not going to do that right now. That's not on the priority list at the moment. Right. And I mean, for our chronic condition for endometriosis, mine has started to come back, I think. And so at this point, it's it's at least one day out of the month if it happens during the week. I'm bedridden. Yeah. I'm couchridden. I can't work. And I am so grateful to be working now for people who understand that. Mm-hmm. And I can just text the group saying, listen, I I physically cannot sit up today. I won't be able to make it in. And they'll just say, nope, totally understand. And I, I don't do that all the time. I don't like doing that on the days that I do. Yeah. But if I can't physically do my job, what what am I expecting of myself? I can't do it. I f- am in so much pain that I'm losing time because I'm basically blacking out. Anyone who expects me to show up to the office in that state is a monster. Right, right. Or like at the cost of well-being just because that's someone else's value that they have no work-life balance and work comes first no matter what. Mm. Like, don't get mad when other people don't share that value. You can't push that expectation, that value onto others. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you break your knee your kneecap and you go to the urgent care emergency room and then you go back to work that same day well you're just an idiot like the place is not gonna fall apart without you go go home yeah agreed it's there's this idea of the the older generation like why are people going home at five why aren't you asking to do overtime why aren't you asking to do weekends like because i don't care I don't want to be here. I am not working. Like, I'm not living to work. I'm working to live. That is the mindset now that we have. And I think that's a much healthier mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have flexibility. Like, yeah, sometimes you may need to work weekends or evenings or blah, blah, blah. But if that's an occasional thing versus an always thing, Mm -hmm. if you're showing up early to work, staying late, working on the weekend, come on now. It's, yeah, it's it's an ask versus expectation. Yes, yeah. If this is going to get done, if this needs to get done today, and I just need to spend an extra hour or two, and we're going to get overtime for it, I will be there. I will make sure that it gets done. If you are expecting me to simply be there, and you're not going to give me overtime, and you're not giving me an out to not be there, that's just, that's on you, buddy. Right. Or let's say if you are salaried and you don't have the option of overtime, 
but then if you're promised flex time and then make a big deal out of it when people try to use that flex time, which one is it? Mm -hmm. Less pizza parties and more understanding, all right? Like, that's all we're asking for. Yeah, yeah, less teamwork activities and bonding synergy activities. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for enjoying where I work because I do now. I enjoy where I work. I enjoy who I work with. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, I need both of those things. I need both of those things on top of I am also being paid what I deserve. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I don't appreciate when employers or anyone really asks so much of someone, but then gives you the bare minimum in return and gives a surprised Pikachu face at the outcome. And on top of that, if they are also treating you poorly, whether that's in a a workplace setting, in a relationship, whatever it is. Yeah. I... Millennials have just gotten kind of this shit end of the deal for so much and so long that, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, I think its statistics are showing we're getting we're getting married later. We're having less kids. We're having more pets, more plants. There are more of us that are are starting to try and find fulfillment within our lives versus just working like the dogs that people think we are. <laughs> and it's like. I think millennials have truly gotten to the point of, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. I don't care what you think that I'm doing is right or wrong. I'm doing what I need to do to survive and enjoy being alive. All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boundaries are important. I know that there's a certain amount of flexibility and give and take that comes into the equation of any uh, setting, relationship, whatever it is. But at the same time, there needs to be some element of balance. And um, if there is none of that give and take, that symbiosis there, and it's more of a one-sided thing, then come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's not like millennials are the epitome of mediocrity. No. and I think Some that's... people, sure. But that's like anyone. There's good and bad <laughs> eggs everywhere. That's every generation. It's... Yeah. I feel kind of bad because I think Gen X has been so forgotten. And then... Mm-hmm. Like, Gen Z is almost too depressed to function most times, which I get it. I totally get it when you look at the outlook of the world and what's happening. And millennials have existed, you know, during a time where things were okay. And then we have, like, what was it? Since first grade have just been hit with tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And the fact that we have not all consecutive, like, concurrently lost our will to live is amazing in my opinion yeah physically thriving but the soul is dead (laughs) the lights are on and no one's home (laughs) (laughs) but i i really think that millennials are getting to that point of fuck it just fuck it and i think that we're a generation that is reaching that point much earlier than previous ones yeah yeah, like, if you want to be uh, the pool girl or the uh, pool boy at the vampire mansion, God bless. I wish that for you. I want that for me. I'm jealous. Right, yeah. As long as there's a homestead involved, sign me up. It's kind of like... It's kind of like when aliens were said, like, were, were allowed to be t- said that they're real or whatever when the government basically yeah. said that aliens exist. 
and people are like, why aren't anyone freaking out? And it's like, because all of the alien fuckers out there just got really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you... So live your life, sweetie. We're here for you. No, leave them alone. What? What's that thing where, like, I hope that uh, alien probes your ass, but not in a fun way. How about that? It's not free game, guys. Oh, I'm so sorry I had to bring that up. But you said the vampire pool boy or pool girl, and I just thought of all the people that are like, ooh, aliens exist? Yeah, but that's, like, from zero to 100. Like, mine was the wholesome, like, I'm just the pool girl at the vampire mansion to, like, I want to put my pee-pee in an alien. Oh, God. Actually, it's the other way around. It's a lot of women who want to be... (gasps) Get out. Why? Why? I don't know. Is that, like, some kink, like, some fetish thing? There there are. There are some fetishes. That's a totally... We can talk about that different. Like, this is... I gotta yes. know. I gotta know. <laughs> uh, people, you can you can find this out on your own. I will tell you once we're done recording. <laughs> no, I don't want to give my computer a virus. Yeah, you just need to tell me, please. I will. I will. But but for now, do you have any final thoughts about the millennial? What what do we call this? The millennial condition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do your best. Life is shades of gray. It is not black and white. Just do the best you can with what you have. How about you, D? Any words of wisdom? I. <laughs> Or do <laughs> I would just say that keep going. Mm. Like I think that there is so much against us and there is so much that is thrown against us or or slandered against us. Just keep going. Just live. It whatever. There's gonna be shitheads everywhere in every mm-hmm. circle of society. It just who cares? Keep going. Listen to Nickelback. Whatever. <laughs> So with that being said, (laughs) thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, bookmark, subscribe, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone.